0: Welcome to Wisco Dice! yo, folks, it's your host, the Conesy with the most. What is going on? Today is February 11th, 2021, and today's episode is episode 45. That's right, we are coming at you on a Thursday today instead of the traditional Wednesday. My apologies, running a little bit behind on getting everything put together for this week. Work has been insane this last couple of weeks. So you might have noticed a slight slowdown in some of the content, blog articles and whatnot that we've been doing. Don't worry, we're not slowing anything down. We're do really trying to do. All right, so on today's episode of The Diary, we are going to cover the game Seven Wonders Duel. This is a great two-player game that's available for purchase currently today. I've been playing a lot of Seven Wonders Duel via... A uh, board game arena, in fact, for the Super Bowl, a friend of mine organized a tournament with, there was 14 of us playing in it to see who could be the best. And I don't know how, I don't think the final result has been posted yet. I think there's still games being potentially played even today. We'll see where it was, but I did manage to get a respectable nine wins out of the event. So, you know, there's that. I'm pretty happy with how I performed. Let's Let's talk about the game. So in Seven Wonders the the original core game you could play really really played well from 3 to 7 players I think was the the idea and it was a card drafting civilization game real light on the civilization but real big on the card drafting component you would have a wonder that you would have in front of you and you would play card you could play a card to Build the wonder, and that would give you bonuses like victory points or or some other thing during the game. And you had like three, you had three, you'd do three things to build that wonder. Typically, some of them had four, some of them had two, but um, you would build. That was part of what you would do. But you could play military cards to have military victories to score points against the people that were sitting adjacent to you. You'd have you'd build various monuments, and those would give you just straight victory points. You could try to develop science, and if you got a certain set of them, you would get lots of victory points for. Uh, sets of those science cards and you could get getting basic building materials so that you could pay to play the cards and you money generation with gold cards so that you could collect money so that you could just pay for people pay for resources off people that's the core game of seven wonders so when seven wonders but what seven wonders didn't do is it didn't bring a mechanic that worked at two players it just there was, you could kind of fake it with having like a A third player kind of auto draft in the rotation and it just didn't work real cleanly at least not from my opinion so they came out with Seven Wonders Duel which is honestly one of the better two just two player games that have been put out relatively recently. Seven Wonders Duel has been it was published by uh, Repos Productions and a few other publishers and was Designed by Antoine Baza and Bruno Cathala. Okay, so those are that's who was kind of the, the brain uh, trust behind this game. It is just clearly a two-player game. The physical copy will play in about 30 minutes. I find the BGA, depending on how quickly your opponent's taking turns, probably takes you about 45 minutes to an hour to play through a game uh, if everybody's actively playing on it. In the game, instead of drafting, it it still has a drafting mechanic, but instead of drafting like a hand of cards, what you'll do is lay out a series of cards in various shapes for each age. There's three ages in the game. Then in player order, you will take it in turns to acquire a card, and then when you take a card off of this layout of the cards, you will have an option to either build the card, which means you basically pay the resource cost or the money that acquire the card and place it in front of you as part of your tableau, then thus giving you the benefits of that card. Or you can sell the card for an amount of gold equal to 2 plus the number of gold buildings that you've already constructed in your tableau. So initially you don't get a lot of money, but if you have 3 or 4 gold buildings in your tableau, you could be getting 4, or 5, or 6 gold coins, Uh, every time that you sell a card. So that could be really good if you're short on resource production. The third thing you can do with a card is you can tuck the card underneath one of your uh, four Wonders cards. When you do that, it constructs the Wonder, but you have to pay the resource cost that is listed on the Wonder to construct it. All of these things, as you continue to play the game, will total up and tally up to things that will give you victory points. A couple of the differences from the main game, though, is, um, and we'll talk through each of the types of cards. The first type of cards are brown cards that are in the game. Brown cards are basic resources. Things like uh, wood, bricks, stone. All are basic resources that are used to construct building, or all all of the other cards and the wonders. You kind of think of those as the foundation type things. Then you have gray cards. Gray cards are manufactured goods. Things like glass and paper are those types of things. Typically a wonder will need some combination of basic goods and manufactured goods. And then some of the more advanced cards, particularly the third age cards, will start getting into more and more combinations of needing more of those types of materials. The third kind of card is a gold card. And the gold cards are... Typically market cards, typically financial cards of some some means to generate money or generate resources for less money than what it would normally cost you to, to purchase a resource off an opponent. And this is a good segue to talk about purchasing uh, resources. You can use your money to basically purchase any resource that you you're short of, manufactured or basic material for two gold plus... A number of gold equal to the number of cards your opponent has of that type, so if you needed wood and your opponent has two wood in their tableau, it's going to cost you four wood to purchase a wood or four gold to purchase a wood so gold having some gold cards will help you either mitigate that um, by giving you different ways to purchase or acquire some of those core materials. It will also mitigate that because you're able to when you sell a card for cash will get more money if you have more gold cards. The next type of cards that are in the game are military cards. Now, military cards, there is an actual track on the main game board. There's an actual main game board for uh, Duel, and there's a track, and it's basically like a teeter-totter, right? So if you play a military card, it'll have a number of shields on it, one to three, and you will move the tracker on that card, on that uh, teeter-totter, towards your opponent's side of the of the teeter-totter for every shield that's represented on your military cards. If for any reason it gets all the way to the end of the track on the military track, you win the game by military victory. This is much different than in regular Seven Wonders, where instead of, of having a automatic victory condition for military, you just score points for defeating your opponents that are sitting adjacent to you. This is... Brings it more in line with, say, a civilization game where you can actually win by military victory in most of the civilization games that I've played. So that that's kind of cool like that. It gives you a different way or a different path to victory. There are additional bonuses. There are victory points depending on where you are on the track. So you will score some victory points if you've moved down the track some uh, towards your opponent's side of the victory condition. And at certain points, you will actually destroy some of your opponent's uh, money pool, thus uh, making it more difficult for them. You kind of, kind of think of those initial military combats as maybe raids into your opponent's lands, and you cost them some resources by making them have to spend money to fix the things that you destroyed, and then eventually if they can't repel you long enough, you will topple their kingdom and, become, and win by military victory. Next up, you have science cards. Now in science cards it's a great way in the base game of Seven Wonders to score tons of victory points. In Seven Wonders Duel this is another way for you to get a victory without having to score points. You can get a scientific victory. You have to collect a set of six cards. or six different science symbols in the game. You have to collect all six symbols and if you do that you win a scientific victory. There is a seventh symbol On these little rounded discs that you can acquire. And I don't remember exactly what they're called. But basically what happens is. If you get a matching set of. set of science cards. That there will be five of these discs. That are revealed at the beginning of the game. That are available for acquisition. During the game. If you match two science cards. So if you have two matching with the same symbol. um, You get to take one. And so there's one of those. that's called Law. And that's the seventh science symbol. So. Um, you still only need six, but that's an extra way. It gives you a little more flexibility if you're trying to get a science victory to be able to get it. And I scored a number of science victories over the past few days. So let me tell you, it's a great way to score a victory. And one that a lot of times uh, opponents will discount the ability to get because it's, it's also pretty easy to subvert. The problem with science in Seven Wonders Duel is if you commit to it and it doesn't work, you're cutting yourself on getting victory points because the science cards themselves don't score any victory points unless they have victory points printed on them. Some of them do. So it, it can be a way to kind of get behind the the scoring. However, some of those other little round discs if you can get duplicates Might let you take another turn when you build a wonder, or score just score straight up seven points, or score four points and get six gold, or a number of other things. Maybe count your military cards as one extra military shield. So there's a lot of really cool buffs just for getting pairs of them that you might be able to get based on the cards, those little discs that come out. The next set of cards that are in Seven Wonders Duel are the blue cards, and the blue cards are various monuments that you can construct, uh, maybe the baths or some temple or whatever like that that you could construct. That's basically in your kingdom. That and its only purpose is to basically score victory points. So they might be three. I think they go from three points to seven points in the third age, and so that can be kind of swingy, particularly in a game that you're. I think my average score is right around 55 points. So, you know, getting a 7-point card is a pretty big swing as far as what your score is. They don't do anything else for you, though, so it's uh, maybe a turn or an action that, you know, oh, hey, well, I was low on money, so I can sell this blue card or I can score, say, 5 points from it. You know, it's kind of a give or take in that particular regard. Uh, But uh, it's a great way to score just straight points. Acquiring a ton of blue cards has never been a way that I've seen anybody actually run a course to victory with. It's not a great plan from a tactics or strategy perspective to just exclusively focus on blue cards. That said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a great way to do Path to Victory just by building, uh, focusing on building the, the blue cards. Next card type and the final card type, and it only comes out in the Third Age, and that are the Purple Guild cards. So the purple guild cards basically are bonus victory point scoring condition cards that allow the game to score extra points. Okay, So what you can do when you have the guild cards is, and they're all different, and there's a different variety of them mixed in in every game. So there's more guild cards when you build the third age deck than there are going to be guild cards that are actually added to the deck. So it gives you a little extra variety and change because You don't know what's going to come out in that third age. Guild cards range from um say score two points at the end of the game for each for the civilization who has built the most wonders you You score the points, but you look at you look at if they built four and you built three, then you actually still score two points for each of their built wonders uh There could be look at whoever's whichever nation has the most money and divided by three score one point for every every 3 money that they have in, a te- in addition to money scoring at the end of the game. So there's they are just basically extra ways to score victory points. I find that in the third age there's sometimes it's a choice to build take a guild and sometimes it's a choice to maybe take that 7 point uh um civic card or that monument card uh that blue mo- the blue cards. So it really is a balance there. And it really does come down to which strategy you're playing and working with. But uh, you definitely, I, I find that most games that I win by points, I definitely have take claimed or taken a guild or two by the end of the game. All right, so what do I think of the game as far as components and quality? The game is actually pretty well put together. I've played my physical copy a lot of times, and the cards do start are starting to show a little bit of wear, uh, but honest but I, that, I think that's any game that you've played i don't know fifteen 20 times and i'm, I'm looking at my board game geek uh, logs and just in logged plays I have 21 and I've only been logging plays on board game geek for uh all of 2020 and now two months into 2021 so it's a game that I have been getting a lot of gameplay of and and been able to play a, play a bunch. There is a quite a bit of strategy as far as which cards you take, which turns. If you do have, if you have the ability to build a wonder that lets you take another turn right away, do you want to take that turn right away? There's a lot of thought process on whether you have, whether it's this is the great right time to discard this court card for coins, or trying to work the the pyramid shape or the whatever the shape is of the cards that are displayed and where you can purchase from, trying to. You know, do I purchase that card and open up these extra cards that might give my opponent the card they they're looking for, or do I take this one and let force them to reveal? Because there are some of those cards that go in that uh, layout of cards that are face down, and some of those cards that are face up. So there's stuff knowledge that's known, knowledge that's not known. You know, if I'm, I know my opponent's fishing for that uh, that extra. Military cards, so they can push over for a military victory. Maybe they're looking for that two shields on the military uh, card to push for a military victory. I might not want if I have a choice. I might not want to reveal any new cards because I know that the the cards that are revealed are not military right now. So there's a lot of really good, cool choices and and decisions you have to make. But there's also a big element of random as far as where the cards come out, where the turn order falls, and what which cards are going to be available to you to pick. When it becomes your turn, all of the card stock components, the coins are card stock, the game boards the 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 main there's there is actually a main game board for the the game are all card stock the materials themselves are all printed on the cards. you don't actually acquire those as a pool. it's just what you have on your cards is what you have to spend. um you don't actually discard the cards after they're spent. it's just you generate that every time it's your turn so uh, the materials themselves, the, the components that are in the game, um, the little plastic bit for the military tracker is actually really cool, uh, but the cardstock is all really cool as well. The The thick cardstock is really cool for the game board and stuff. fits in a very fairly small box, so that it doesn't take up a lot of shelf space, which is nice. Uh, the game itself, as far as gameplay, I, I do really enjoy it. I, I, I feel like it's a 7 out of 10 on my BGG rating when you look at the the way... BGG Raids things, I, that's a, a good game that I, I'm always willing to play or usually willing to play. I, I've played it quite a bit lately, but I still am willing to play it, particularly on Board Game Arena because it makes it, it's a relatively quick, fast game, and I don't have to have a lot of attention uh, while I'm, say, working or doing something else. Overall, that's the game, Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode of the Coenzy's Diary. Make sure that uh, you take the time to give our Facebook page a quick like or hop over to Instagram or Twitter and give us a quick follow. We really appreciate that. That's a lot to help us out. And uh, if you did like what we've done on this episode, make sure that you give us a quick comment on wherever you find uh, podcasts to download. Uh, Just uh, let us know what you thought or shoot us an email. Don't forget to check out our website at com. There's been lots of blog posts and they keep coming, uh, at least one every Friday. And... Of course, I have that series on Mondays for Kickstart Mondays. So if you're looking for kickstarters or crowdfunding projects to back, that's a bit, that's your place to look for what's cool, what do you and what Conzie thinks is interesting and might be a good a ba- good thing to back. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace out.